you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you turning in. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to another show. Be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives, dog, cats, everybody in the house. Just leave the thing running when you leave for work every day. Give the cockroaches something to listen to. Get them all signed up for thechrisvossshow.com. You can find it. You know, it's like everywhere on the interwebs. They have this uh, whole global system called the Internet, and you can just find it anywhere on there. Just Google thechrisvossshow.com. Also, we have some amazing author authors always on the show. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. You can go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. And all the groups we have on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all the places where all the cool kids are. You can check that out as well. Today, we have a most amazing author like we do. We just put it into the Google machine. Amazing author. And she was like the first person who popped up today. And we said, hey, we should have her on the show. She's got a great book that's uh, come out. Uh, just this year, March 2nd, 2021, this book, Baby, came out, and it's called I'm So Effing Tired, A Proven Plan to Beat Burnout, Boost Your Energy, and Reclaim Your Life by Dr. Amy Shaw. And this episode is brought to you by a sponsor, ifi-audio.com and their micro IDSD signature. It's a top of the range desktop transportable DAC and headphone app that will supercharge your headphones. It has two brown burr DAC chips in it and will decode high-res audio and MQA files. We're using it in the studio right now. I've loved my experience with it so far. It just makes everything sound so much more richer and better and takes things to the next level. IFI Audio is an award-winning audio tech company with one aim in mind, to improve your music enjoyment of quality sound, eradicate noise, distortion, and hiss from your listening experience. Check out their new incredible lineup of DAX and audio enhancement devices at ifi-audio.com. And she's pretty darn amazing. She's a double board certified medical doctor and wellness expert specializing in allergy and immunology, hormones, and gut health. She graduated magnum cum laude from Cornell University School of Nutrition and went on to complete her MD residency and fellowship training at Einstein, Harvard, and Columbia University Hospitals. She's been named in the top doc list of 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20 by Phoenix Magazine, featured in national TV and magazines such as Elle, People, Shape, and Allure. She lives in Phoenix, Arizona, loves being active, and is married with two children. I'm so effing tired is her first book published by uh, her publisher. Welcome to the show, Amy. How are you? Thank you so much for the great intro. Um, Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having the show. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. So, so, yeah, Amy's got a beautiful background. If you're not seeing it on, uh, she has this huge chandelier that's really nice. So go to YouTube to see that. Amy, give us your plugs so people can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, you can find my book at I'mSoEffingTired.com. 
You can find me at amymdwellness.com or you can find me on social media at fastingmd on Instagram or at amyshamd on Twitter or Facebook. There you go. So congratulations on the new book. What motivated you want to write this book? Unfortunately, Chris, it was my own dark journey that motivated me to make a huge change in my health, which you know, a lot of people can probably relate to where you have something bad that happens in your life. That's a wake up call. And finally you take charge. And for me being someone who had a nutrition degree and a medical degree, I was shocked that there was really nothing that people could help me with in my own field. And we had never really, we don't have any tools to help people who are tired and burned out. In fact, only 3% of people get a medical diagnosis. The rest of us are just sent home and said, oh, it's because you're getting old. It's because you're you know, busy. Or for me, it was, I was a mom, physician. And so I was motivated to say, hey, here's how I got myself out of this place. And here are the things that worked. Uh, There were a lot of things that didn't work. I didn't include those. I included the things that did work and that worked for so many other people just like me. And I kind of went through the same thing. And I did something that probably, you know, I should have read your book a long time ago. I just faked my death when I walked away from all my responsibilities. And now things are much better. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. So or give us an arcing overview of the book and what it entails, please. Basically, I talk about the reason why we're so tired, the biological basis of fatigue and burnout. And then I talk about strategies to take yourself out of that place, kind of a toolkit. And then the third part of the book is a done for you plan. And it's a plan with recipes so that, because people always ask me like, okay, I, you know, I got it. The science is great, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But tell me, give me a done for you plan with meals and timing and all of that. And so that's the last part of the book. Awesome sauce. So do you want to give us your journey or your start or you know, background yeah. and stuff and, and what led you to this point and some of the different challenges you were dealing with so people can get a good idea? So I, you know, was always obsessed with nutrition, how nutrition affects the body. And unfortunately for me, I come from a family of very, very rampant disease. Everyone has type two diabetes. Everyone has heart disease. Everyone dies before the age of 60 with some kind of heart issue or or diabetic issue. And so from a young age, I knew this was a big problem for us and that there were so many people who were suffering from the same thing. So when I realized that I would always, I would never be someone who could just eat what they wanted or, you know, live a life without worrying about these diseases that were affecting every single person. I learned very quickly how food can affect the body. And that's where my journey started. Unfortunately, after 20 years of schooling and training, Training, I came out into the system, what we call our Western healthcare system, and there was just no nutrition options. There was no way to weave in nutrition into my standard medical practice. And I think most people can relate to the fact that when they go to their doctor, there's very little time left to discuss nutrition or diet or health habits. Basically, you're left to go on Google or search yourself, read books or whatever. So I decided that I needed to give someone, some people, a guidance, a toolkit for just like you said, you know, when you were going on your own journey, like 
everyone ends up finding their own way, but I wanted to give people a toolkit to, to say, hey, here are some things that are really known um, to help, and here's what's helped me, and I've tried it, and here's what ha- has helped thousands of other people like you. Awesome. So that's really my journey. Awesome. And so you go through your own sort of crash or you're trying to deal with these issues. What did you, what did you find that worked for you and, and uh, some, of the, some, of the, some of the parts of that journey? What I found that worked for me was that I was neglecting my energy trifecta. So I was tired because I was neglecting the parts of my body that create the energy, the focus, and the happiness. It's the, so basically I call it a trifecta gut health, hormone health, and immune health is the trifecta that we want to be um, nurturing for good health. Now, most of us, if you're living the standard American life with the standard American food and the standard American habits, you have broken all three sides just by default. So my McDonald's diet that you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's, what I learned is that the gut, um, our, our gut, the center of this trifecta is in constant communication with our brain. And when your gut is inflamed, your brain feels tired. It's inflamed just like the gut. And so I realized, okay, so how do you fix the gut? So food is number one, changing the timing of your life. So something that I discovered that is immensely important that we completely ignore is called circadian rhythms. So this is the 24-hour internal clock that we have in our bodies, and it runs the show. For example, You can't be doing everything at once and your body, every cell in your body has a clock. And during the daytime hours, the clock has certain functions. And during overnight hours, the body has certain functions like repair and renewal happen overnight, whereas attention and metabolism happen during the day. And if you nurture this clock and if you give the clock inputs that it needs, it works well. But when you... To give a confuse that clock. So for example, blasting light, blue light, like from your computer, your cell phone and your TV and overhead fluorescent lighting, which has a lot of blue light, blasting your body with blue light at night when it's saying, then it gets confused. Like, whoa, there's a lot of input coming at me that it's not night right now. And maybe I shouldn't turn on the repair and the renewal processes yet because, you know, Chris is in danger or there's some kind of issue and he should not fall asleep in a dangerous situation. Wow. And so, and then we're confusing the body in the daytime because we're not getting natural light. Like if you think thousands of years ago, our body was tra- like craves our our Sorry about that. Our body craves natural light. So that is light from the sun or just even an overcast gray sky. We are really deranging our circadian rhythms by the life that we lead where we're indoors. We're not getting natural light. We're getting tons of artificial light late at night. So this internal clock was something that I was like fascinated by because 80% of our genes work on this internal clock and they need 
to be told when it need to get inputs from the environment that are appropriate. So I discovered that. And I also discovered the benefits of intermittent fasting. And so I actually combined the two. And that's what I call circadian fasting. So what that means is the science of intermittent fasting is so strong. We know that it helps reduce, you know, blood pressure and cardiac disease and inflammation, and it's good for your brain and it's good for anti-aging. But coupling it with circadian rhythms takes it to the next level. You know, this really makes sense to me because as we talked in the pre-show, I've I've done intermittent fasting twice in my life. The first time I did it, I didn't understand what it was. I think I was I thought I was losing weight because I was because I was I had gone vegan largely, but I I actually was using different patterns to do intermittent fasting as well. I just I just didn't connect the dots. I had no idea, but it was making a huge difference in my life. And yeah, you're right. One of the things I have been struggling recently with going back to intermittent fasting is somehow I've gotten in this weird rhythm with, with the coronavirus, you know, where I'm sleeping four hours at a time. I sleep four hours at night and I, I love to sleep eight hours. I, I would kill to sleep eight hours a night. I, who do I have to kill? No, I'm just kidding. But, and then in the afternoon, I, I get to I catch my other four. And one of the things that's been really messing with me at losing weight is unless I go into that full eight hour deep REM thing, I don't lose weight. I don't yeah. heal and everything else. And I'm kind of always at, uh, I'm always kind of at my edge, but I've got to definitely figure out something in my triad like you're talking about. So this this definitely makes sense. Tell us tell us more about uh, some different ways people can apply this and use it and utilize yeah. it through your book. Chris, this is uh, this is absolutely something that I I hear all the time is that, you know, people will say like I know my body and if I get a good night's sleep and if I'm getting late like, you know, nature time and I'm really taking care of my mind, I lose weight. And it has nothing to do with food, which is so shocking because we always think of it as food-based, calorie-based only. What I found out in myself is the same thing, is when I was very stressed and inflamed and I was eating a really poor diet and I was skimping on my sleep because I thought, oh, like sleeping is for people who have, who are not motivated and who are not, you know, working hard. And I am a hard worker and I am going to skimp on my sleep. I'm going to wake up at five and do a crazy high intensity workout. And then I'm going to um, have a very stressful day, eat, you know, things that I should be eating. And then I was not seeing results. I was actually getting more inflamed. My gut, I was getting all these gut issues that I never had before, a constipation, and bloating and uh, pain. And so I knew that there was something wrong with that picture. So really my book is about figuring out that it's not just about what you eat, it's also when you eat and how you take care of your mind. Those three things have to go hand in hand. It's not just about the food, but you, you've said it so, so well, like, you know, from your weight loss journey, because you went through it already. And most of us a lot of us have that have gone through our own health journeys already know that stress and sleep are such a huge part of our lives. I will tell you though that sleep is 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 really really essential and sometimes if you clean up those circadian inputs you will be able to get better sleep. So during corona a lot of people lost their sleep pattern one because of stress and they can't sleep and two because they were working from home or had flexible work hours. And so what I ask one of the things that you can easily do is one way to retrain your body to go to sleep is to get a blast of sunlight in the day, in the morning. So first thing when you wake up, um, you know, you don't have to like roll out of bed and open it, like basically 
first thing in the morning, you know, maybe you brush your teeth, you go to the bathroom, and then you walk outside for a few oh, really? for a few minutes and oh, get that blast of natural light to your retina. And the retina has receptors that go straight to your brain that tell the brain that, oh, it's daytime. So the clocks, the daytime clock starts. And surprisingly, that daytime clock, when it starts, it also knows then that about, you know, 12 hours after that, it's supposed to start winding down and get melatonin going. So a lot of people have had success in like becoming day out, like instead of a night owl, like a morning person by just getting some light exposure, natural light exposure. If you can't, for people who are listening or watching and they're like, there's just no way I'm going to get that. Either I'm at work or I can't or whatever. And then the second best thing is to get those Amazon sun lamps. They're like about 10,000 lux and you can put it in your office and you can sit next to it for a few minutes. But of course it can be free. It can be available. Even if it's pre sunrise, you still get the benefits of that natural light. And the other thing is really improving your nighttime routine. So remember the same way circadian rhythms can help you stay awake and be energetic, which is my book, you know, why am I so effing tired? It also can help you wind down for the evening if you follow the the science. So remember that thousands of years ago, you would not be getting tons of blue light input. You would not be going through a drive-through at late at night. You would not. So you want to intermittent, you want to start your fast shortly after sundown, if you can, and you want to stop getting a lot of light input. Maybe you dim the lights or you get some red or those yellow old light bulbs. You don't need fluorescent lighting at night and you don't need the TV in the background of the computer and all of that. And then there's this element of stress. So what I've found is that when your body senses that you're in a stress mode, it does not turn on the the signals to have, have you fall asleep. That makes sense, right, Chris? If you were in a dangerous situation thousands of years ago, there was a lion chasing after you or hunting for you, your body would not let you fall asleep because it sensed that there was a stress and a danger there. However, that now in 2021, that stress or danger can be an email. It can be a conversation um, about work. It can be an upsetting thing that you read, you know, on CNN, whatever, you know, whatever website you look at for news. And then you can't fall asleep because your body's in a hypervigilant mode. That's really, that's really amazing. I, so what I should do is in the morning I get up, I make my coffee, but I have two Siberian Huskies, so I have to let them out. They've got to go, you know, run around the yard and stuff. And usually somewhere in the middle of the day, I go out and usually we film and spend some daddy daughter time with the kids, the dog kids. But what really what I should do is when I'm having, you know, the Chris Voss show coffee here, pull up, I should get my coffee and, you know, go outside and spend some time with them in the morning and get that sunlight you're talking about. Yes. That just makes logical sense. Yeah. You know? And it just, it's so easy. It takes like a minute or two. You don't need to be out there for like hours and then you start your day. So let's talk about gut health. Years ago, my mom turned me on this really cool thing about making kefir at home. And I, I was kind of like, you know, whatever, you know, kefir, right? But turns out that that stuff's pretty amazing. So tell us about what your take is on gut health and, and should I be still making kefir at home or? Yes, you should definitely be making kefir at home. Kefir is a probiotic and it's so, it contains natural gut bacteria. So remember that a lot of people don't know this, but when you consume bacteria, like in a pill form, say a probiotic pill, your body knows 
foreign bacteria and it wants to kill foreign bacteria because it doesn't want you to swallow a whole bunch of foreign bacteria. So it kills most of the probiotic. And really, you're just hoping that like fraction of it even gets into your gut. When you consume it with food, like in a lactobacillus form with, you know, in your kefir or in your uh, kombucha or your uh, kimchi, your body lets it through. It mm-hmm. lets it through and it doesn't kill it because it re- recognizes that it's part of your um, food and it's a, it's a good bacteria. And so you're able to get that to where it needs to go in a much more inexpensive, natural, holistic way. So I really recommend that it's much, much better because really with probiotics, you don't even know if anything is actually even getting to your gut, Um, especially, you know, if you think about it, you think of probiotics kind of like throwing seeds from an airplane and um, you're hoping that some of these seeds somehow like hit, but if you're throwing them on barren land or you're throwing them in Antarctica, you're not going to get any results. And so if your gut is really, really poorly receiving all of that, because you, you don't, you're not doing anything else, right. You're not going to get any of the benefits. So I say fix the gut by actually feeding the gut good, good their food. So our bacteria that live in our blood, a hundred trillion bacteria that live in our gut, they they like to eat too. They have circadian rhythms, by the way. They sleep and they wake and they eat fiber. Their mm-hmm. their food is fiber. So prebiotic fiber is the the specific term for food, like fibrous food that the gut bacteria like to eat. Now, any fiber, meaning from, you know, fruits, vegetables, oats, whatever, can be really beneficial, but especially there's certain things that are very, very high in prebiotic fiber. And those are really great things to eat to help heal your gut if you're someone who thinks that your gut might be the center of your energy crisis. You know, and I, I kind of, when she first showed it to me, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. But man, especially in my fifties, like it makes a real big difference. And when I'm consistent with it, you know, cause you have to make it every day and do the whole thing mm-hmm. with the jar and the thing. Yeah. But when I'm consistent with it, it really works for me. Well, one thing I'm curious about though, is I use whole milk cause that just really seems to make it kick really well and, and just yeah. you know the next day boom there it is it, you know uh, i've been kind of wondering like how much should i drink because it's pretty heavy and creamy and you know i'm trying to do my intermittent fasting like how much should i be consuming a day would you say of, of that you know product? it depends on the depends on the probiotic food but like something like a kimchi or sauerkraut i would say one big tablespoon is enough a day so you don't mm-hmm. you know the kefir you may want to have a like more obviously you don't just want to have a tablespoon of it but maybe a, a small serving is all you really really okay. need to get the benefits you don't need to drink the whole bottle okay I usually put it off. Sometimes I'll drink it throughout the day when once I get past the intermittent fasting part and in the parts where yeah. I'm eating. And so I'll have like a little bit then, maybe a little bit of the second meal, kind of put it in. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been really amazing. And I, I've been telling friends, especially some of my friends that have like Crohn's disease or other different issues, yeah. uh, maybe try it. I don't know. You know, I mean, they, that's yeah. a whole issue that, you know, you can't just really fix, but any sort of gut help didn't help. But yeah, it's kind of interesting as I've turned 50, I've realized how important your gut is. I mean, it just really makes 100%. all the difference. Yeah. It's it's literally the center of your entire health. And I, I realize, like, you know, with COVID, we keep talking about the immune system. And what people don't realize is that immune system and gut health are in they're completely linked wow. and intertwined. And they're imagine 
like members of the army, these are soldiers, the gut bacteria are like soldiers, they're constantly on walkie talkie with your immune system. And they're saying, hey, Chris is eating this weird thing. Like, I don't know, come help me check it out. Or here's, hey, uh, we need help with this area. You know, we need to fix this or that. And so they're in constant communication. And that's what inflammation is, is that the gut bacteria are signaling to the immune system to come and help them check something out. And that's what inflammation and inflammation is happening all the time. It's a good thing. But when it gets out of control, that's when we start to feel symptoms. So for example, when, you know, it can take years of damage. So say you're eating, you know, McDonald's or Burger King or whatever it was, Taco Bell for many, many years you know, it might not be until your 40s or 50s where you really start to see the damage and the inflammation happening more often. And then you really realize, wow, I've done such a number on my gut. Uh, Fortunately, our gut is really resilient. So what you can do is you can drastically change your diet and you can really, really change that gut pretty quickly even if it's damaged. So that's a really great thing about fixing your gut. It's a very, it's high reward. There you go. So the immune system, I think is one, the third part of the trial that we haven't talked about so far. How does that work? Immune system, hormones, and gut health. They're all in this energy trifecta and the brain is in the middle. So what this means is like hormones, people always talk about hormone imbalance or whatever. Hormone being having adrenal fatigue or thyroid issues or hormone imbalance is basically also linked to your gut. They're linked to each other. So what I mean to say is that these three systems are not separate. They're constantly in communication. And when one is off, the others are off. And so what I, what people say is like, okay, how do I boost the immune system or how do I balance my hormones? What they're really talking about is fixing this energy trifecta. And so um, doing the same things, honestly, like circadian rhythms, for example, eating with circadian rhythms, living with circadian rhythms fixes all three sides and, you know, eating nutritious foods full of fiber fixes all three sides, working on your stress control, your mindset fixes all three sides and same with sleep. So these, so when I realized, okay, this is what I need to be nurturing for good health overall, it became so simple. And then I wasn't overwhelmed with all the different options of, you know, what I could be doing all the time. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So what are some other aspects of the book that we haven't talked about or covered uh, that can entice people to go out and buy it? Yeah, I talk a lot about, you know, certain things that people can do to activate that parasympathetic nervous system that we so need. So it's not, it's what you eat, it's when you eat, and it's also activating that parasympathetic nervous system that helps us counteract the stress. So you can either counteract the stress by decreasing your stress, which would be great for all of us if we could figure out ways to eliminate the stressors, which you can do. You know, there's a lot of, I talk a lot about mindset in it because, what I didn't realize is there were things I could have, I could do. There are people I could avoid. There's, there's things I just wasn't thinking about. I was always in my to-do list. And so what I say is like, when you're out there getting your sunlight, maybe spend a minute or two looking outside of your to-do list and examining who are the energy 
stealers and who are the energy givers and what activities or what things are you doing on a consistent basis that are energizing you, recharging you versus draining you so that you can get a better idea of how to structure your life on a daily basis. And we talk about specific exercises. There's a few supplements that I like. I'm not a big supplement person. And I feel like, you know, because it's like, it's like getting literally like getting new shoelaces for your sneakers. It's not even as good as getting new shoes. You know what I mean? Like you could argue, like I used to play tennis competitively. And I remember them saying like, it doesn't matter what racket, what ball, what outfit you have on, you know, it's your skills that matter in the end. Cause we'd always be like, Oh, we want to get the best racket and the best. And the same, that's exactly how I think of supplements. Like you could talk about supplements all day long, the best supplement, the, you know, the, the most useful supplement, but really it is like getting that new, ball or racket, it's still not going to make you a championship tennis player if you're not practicing, you know? So I, I do talk about a few supplements here and there, but honestly, I feel like the supplements are icing on the cake. There you go. What about diet? Like, you know, I went vegan for a while I, and for most of that diet, I did go vegan. It's still the intermittent fasting was a real core of it that I didn't fully understand at the time, but it did help because I, you know, I was eating some really awful stuff and I was downing like, I don't know, 10 mountain dews a day or something stupid and uh, so is is that important you know you mentioned some fruits and vegetables that are really good how important is it to kind of pay better attention to our diet I'm actually all for plant-based diets. I don't necessarily think everyone needs to get, go fully vegan. I understand that we, there's so much, you know, my upbringing, so many memories that are formed from food, so many comfort ideas. So we don't want to tell anybody, Hey, I know that you grew up with this food and it's really, really part of your culture and you, you equate many good memories. Now you can never have that. I think that what we want to make new food memories, obviously, but I think that 90, 10 is where I stand on diet, meaning that 10% of the time, pick all your comfort foods, use them not on a weekly basis, even, but every you know, 10 days or whatever, you have something that's comforting for maybe reminds you of your childhood, maybe it's a burger, maybe it's a shake, maybe it's, you know, but for the majority of the time, try to stay high fiber, whole foods and plants as much as possible. One thing that really helped me was identifying some of those childhood things like you mentioned. One of them was if I go to the store, you know, my mom would, we were kids, you know, we're annoying kids. I mean, we were just annoying kids. And, uh, you know, so my mom would try and, you know, guess that shut up and leave her alone during the store things. And she'd be like, if you're good, you know, you get a candy bar or some sort of candy thing, you know, off that little candy shelf they have right there yeah. by the cashier's thing. And it was like a reward. And so somehow my brain a long time ago equated this food equals reward, reward food, you know? So I would go to the store and I'd be like, even when I started my diet and being a vegan, I'd be like, okay, well, I bought a bunch of healthy stuff, so I get a reward. So I get the Snickers bar and the Frito-Lay bag and a big ass thing of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I had I have a friend who's an amazing cook and she was telling me one day that every time her children get a good grade, um, you do well in a sport, she makes them this extremely gluttonous, you know, food. And I had to break it to her. And I said, listen, you're forming. And this is someone who asked me for advice. So I don't usually just say that offhand, but I said, you're forming food memories and equating behaviors and rewarding things that may stick with them for many, many years. And even now it's, you know, for me, I'm sure for you too, like a candy or a chips reward feels 
warranted when something good happens. Yet if if someone said the same thing, like if they were like, why don't you get a massage? Because you did so well, you, you know, you created this book that did so well. I'd be like, no, 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 that's too, that's like too much, you know, but I constantly reward myself because that's how I grew up with food based rewards. And so we have to rewire that and say, Mm -hmm. you know what, maybe I'll give myself a different type of reward for doing a great job and not only use food as my reward. Yeah. And there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of paradigms that I started thinking about, and and really that were deceptive. But you know, I mean, I, I was I had to, I had to realize that hey, man, you're you're not doing a reward. You're destroying your health. <laughs> like that's not yeah. a reward, idiot boy. And so I had to go through this paradigm. So that's really important. And then in the book, you've got a workbook so people can work on some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. There's. There's so many tips and tricks, and we basically say, okay, try the circadian fasting thing with healthy foods for two weeks to get the hang of it. And then there's like a forever plan so that you can start to incorporate it into your life. And circadian fasting, if you think about it, is kind of like the easiest thing you could ever do, but you'd have to shift your habits. Like it's so easy yet so hard because we're so used to doing it a different way. A lot of us are just accustomed to eating our main huge meal late at night, right before bed. And so cutting that out or moving that up is really difficult. And I I, I also encourage people to try a fasted workout here and there if they can do it, meaning that it doesn't have to be like a high intensity, but it could be a walk or uh, yoga, something that you do at the end of your fast in the morning to get that added little benefit. There you go. That's that's the one thing we talked about pre-show, doing the cardio and stuff and, and just kind of getting that extra burn out of it and stuff yeah. like that. Well, this has been wonderful, Amy, to have you on the show. People should uh, definitely check out the book. Give us your plugs or people can order up the book and get to know you better on the interweb. Awesome. My book is at imsoeffingtired.com. You can buy it at Amazon, local bookstore, anywhere books are sold. You can get it at your library. I'm at amymdwellness.com. And my social media handles are FastingMD on Instagram and AmyShotMD on Twitter and Facebook. There you go, guys. It's been wonderful, Amy, to have you on the show. And since I'm in the midst of intermittent fasting, I'm going to pick up your book and uh, try and, you know, I'm trying to lose 100 pounds here and, well, 75 more to go. But I, I need to lose probably another 100. <laughs> wow, thank no, you very you're doing much. amazing. That's so motivational. Thank thanks you. For sure. Thank you. And thanks for spending time with our show and enlighten our audience. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. And be sure to pick up the book, guys. I'm So Effing Tired, A Proven Plan to Beat Burnout, Boost Your Energy, and Reclaim Your Life by Dr. Amy Shaw. Uh, also go to goodreads.com, Fortune's Chris Voss, uh, all of our different groups on yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those different places. Also go see us on YouTube.com as well. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you, Amy.